0: Okay, well last video for the night Um and welcome to Mullight Madness. Um I'm your host Blake and I'm gonna be doing a story that I've been waiting so long to do. I'm not joking, I am in I'm a month away from being in college myself and I wrote this like my first year in high in middle school. If not before then. I was actually probably in elementary when I wrote this story. Like seventh like fifth grade, fourth grade, somewhere around that. So yeah, it's been a long time since I wrote the story and I was digging around my counter the other night just to clean it out and I actually found the pages to the story and I want to read them for you tonight. So, so back, relax and enjoy. Hello, my name's Forrest and you're. Gonna, I'm going to tell you a story about what happened to me in my early life. So it started kind of Similar to this. It all began on a dark and stormy night. When Mad Wolves attacked our camp. It was led by a murderous villain. By the name of Scar. He had two scars down his face. Made by wolf paws. Not to mention on his lip. There's a scar where he was bit as well. So honestly, we should have called him Scars, but then again, if you were to say, hey, Scars is coming, then, hey, Scars are coming. So we decided just to name him Scar and stick it with that. I was three months old at the time. I was still a nursing pup. Unfortunately for me, I was caught by Scars' brother, Soundwave. He couldn't see, he was blind in battle, and he killed like 49 humans. He attacked a farmer, went by the name of Jared, inevitably ripping out his neck. But, however, he did lose both of his eyes. But he had some sort of weird power. You heard of bats, right? They could echolocate? Well, for some reason, it seemed like he had the same ability. He could tell when something was coming and honestly I never really heard him speak then again I wasn't around him to find out if he could speak or not but a lot of us thought he was mute so what ended up happening is he grabbed a hold of me and ran my mother was named the queen she tried to stop him sound wave dropped me for one second, grabbed her by the scruff of her neck, and bashed her against the tree. As she ran, she groaned.
1: My baby,
0: she said. As best as she could, after getting slammed into a tree. That's what my father, who is known as the king, said. Kill them if you have to. Just get my son back. The guard said, yes sir, as they ran after me. I was slowing Soundwave down, and the guards were catching up. That's when Soundwave decided to ditch me in a bush. That's when they all were chasing after him as he laughed, and eventually lost them in the darkness. And I was forced to spend the night in a bush, cold and very afraid. The next day, a she-wolf and male-wolf were walking through the forest. They were young. The she wolf looked about 20 years old, and the male wolf looked about 28. As he was walking behind her, on the account that he was not as energetic as she was, he said, Ugh, Feels like we've been walking forever. I can't we just take a break for a minute? He wheezed. The She-Wolf, known as Alpida, said, George, you heard the call back there. Something big must have happened. If we're not careful, we'll be locked up in here with who knows what. For now, the best place for us is beyond the King's territory. I don't understand why being stuck in here is such a bad idea. The King's a nice fellow. We just tell him we're we're moving by, we're passing through, and we'll be on our way. George, she groaned, irritably. Fine, let's just go. She took two more steps and then instantly stopped. Hey, George said. What the heck? I thought you wanted to keep going. Shh, she said as she covered his mouth with her tail. I heard something. What is it? I don't know. But it sounds like it's coming from in here. Be careful, El, he said. She stuck her head in the bush where I was at. That's when she said Oh well hello Where did you come from? She said, on upon discovering me. Oh but uh, what's wrong? What is it? Oh relax, George. It's just a pup. Uh let's just let's just leave it. I think you hear the guards coming. George She said, "We're not just gonna leave it." She said, imitating his voice. We gotta try to find its family. Yeah, Wolfers doesn't have any. Oh well, then. Then, then we'll just have to take care of it. What? No. Oh come on, George," she said. Fluttering her eyelashes. Look at him. He's so scared and lonely. We can't just leave him. She said Alpha, it's out of the please she said. Oh my gosh, George thought to himself. Why did she have to go and pull her please I'm so helpless in this situation kind of voice. She knows that will give me to give in to anything. Even biting off my own tail if she asked for it. Luckily she didn't ask for it yet. But she did say she she loved my tail. Of course, I kept it nice and groomed. Which is probably not the best thing to do as we're on the road all the time. But, whatever. I looked at the pup and I saw its big blue eyes. So, I decided... I guess, I have no choice But taking care of it. So, I'm like, all right, fine, I said, but you have to carry the pup. That's fine by me, she said, and with that, she bent down and picked me up by the scrub of my neck. Let's move on for one more hour and then we'll make camp. So, true to his word, we walked for another hour, and then we made camp. Albedo said, it's okay, little guy. George gets a little cranky sometimes. We're just going to be extra nice to him today. She grinned and smiled in a mother-like fashion. Now, George had a weird ability as well. He's a weird pack of wolves. But he knew how to start a fire with flint and steel. As he struck him, as he caught a blaze going, Hobbit said, You are so good at starting fires, George. I could never start one as fast as you. Really? He said, smiling. Then he knew what Alfred was up to. Oh, I mean, it's not that hard. She winked at me, knowing that her little, Oh, George, you're so perfect was doing exactly what she wanted I smiled back and then I yawned I couldn't help it I did spend all night in a bush the previous night after all that's when she said oh are you getting sleepy it's okay you can use me as a pillow if you like well I was not about to pass that up open oh, had a wonderful furry chest and she was warm I mean, I know all you humans probably heard of a heating blanket. Well, that was air-conditioned to how warm her fur was. So, I snuggled as close as I could to her. Man, she radiated heat. And I fell asleep under two seconds flat. At least that's what she told me. George looked at us both, and for a second, I swear, I think I saw him smile before I dozed off. Then she said, well, aren't you going to lay down? She said, looking at George. George said, yeah, sure, I guess I could do that. And he lay down. When he looked at me and Alfred asleep sleeping, he opened his eyes just a little bit, smiled again, and said, it's not serious smile after all these t- hard times. And he fell asleep. Little do we know that from the shadows... We're being watched. The next morning, George got up and saw that I was no longer next to Alberta. Is it just a dream? He thought. Then he looked over and saw I was lying by him. Oh. Right. He thought. So he got up and picked up his flint and steel and was about to start the fire again. He was going to go hunting and he wanted Alberta to stay warm while he was looking. Then he heard rustling coming from the bushes. What the? Who? Who? Who's there? Uh, show yourself! (sighs) He said as he snarled. Then all of a sudden, a wolf stepped out. What the? Enya? What the heck are you doing here? That's when Alfredo woke up. George, what's going on? Enya? George, what's going on here? I don't know. She just appeared out of nowhere. I left my pack, she said. You what? I said I left my pack. I didn't like it there anymore. And I figured when I saw you guys leave, it would be a good time for me to leave. It's not like you wanted to care if I was there or not. I just didn't like it there anymore. Wait, George said... So you just left the pack because you you just decided you didn't like it anymore? She looked at him. Tate bare she said, I hate that pack. I hate it and all the slime that comes along with it. Okay, point taken, George said. So I figured that, well, maybe you'd allow me to join your pack. I can make my own way. I can even help you hunt for food. Yeah, well, me and Alpin didn't really leave the pack because we didn't like it. Me and her left the pack because we made well we're mates, and we wanted to have a, a George. Let's not bore and yet with our stories. Have a what? Well, we wanted to have a pup. I would have said, we just want to have a pup, but that doesn't matter anymore because we found one. Right, of course, because. Every day, you found a pup. It's not like that. It's not like when we were kids that had made up the fact we had pups. It's, well... And she showed Enya. What the? That's the king's pup! Wait, what? George said. Didn't you hear? The king's pup was pupping now, not too long ago. Last night, actually. And you are harboring him. Do you know how much trouble you can get in? I doubt the king's pup is this far away from his territory. You don't understand. They'll be looking for him. And they have orders to kill whoever is found with the pup. Well, we'll try to get back to the kingdom then. That is the dumbest idea you have ever had, Enya said. Maybe, but then again, I'd rather be dumb and live happy than smart and be sad. Well then, I guess I can stop you. We might as well at least try to get the pup back to his family. Well, that was news to Alpida. She thought to herself, I don't want to. He's my pup. He's mine. Mine to me. And he's sure he's trying to come up with a name for me. She wouldn't call me a Laurie. but then again, I was a boy, not a girl, and there's already a girl named a Laurie. She was a pup of the Feathered Clan. I'm joking, it was actually called the Moonlight Pack. She was the leader's... Mem- the leader's, a uh, pup. Fang's pup, to be exact. A pup from this part of the forest... From the king's part, this could prove troublesome to get him back. What was that? "Uh, Nothing, Anya said. Let's keep going. So, at that particular time frame, we walked for another hour or so before we decided to have lunch. Here, Anya said, dropping a rabbit in front of my face. Eat this. I'll make you big and strong. I looked at her like uh yeah, I'm a pup that can't eat meat yet. I'm still I'm still nursing. Here little fella, George said, like this and he started to rip the rat apart, chewing with his mouth open, let it letting the blood run down his face as he chewed. George ugh, That's gross not like that, Alfred said. Like this, Enya said, showing me proper etiquette. She was she looked like a punk wolf, but she didn't have proper etiquette. And she showed me how to bite off a little piece, chewed my mouth closed, and then swallow without letting anything dribble down my face. But then again I was still a milk pup. I wasn't even old enough to be called a pup, I was known as a bloodling. Which is technically you call a bloodling until five months. I was only three months old. That's when I would have said, "I don't think he can eat meat yet." Of course not. What else is wrong with this twisted forest we live in? That's when a she-wolf, one that didn't look pretty and looked kind of homey, was chasing a rabbit. The rabbit got away, and she was panting. George looked at her. She glared at George. Uh, it went that way. She glared at him with a mean kind of way, like she wanted to strangle him. Uh, over there, by the... I know where he went, you idiot! I'm tired of chasing that dang rabbit! What are you all doing here? Uh, we're just, uh... Enjoying lunch, George said. Of course, that's what everyone's trying to do nowadays. Now I'm hungry, and you're the closest person to me. What's that mean? It means you might want to move, or I might eat you. You're a cannibal? It's a figure of speech, idiot. Okay, Mean Girl said, calls me an idiot. Can we leave now? Hopper looked at him, saying, Quiet. Well, that was unexpected. Alberta was a nice one, and she decided to invite the wolf over. Would you like to share our food? I don't need anything from you. We have rabbits and deer. Well, that was enough to convince her. So, uh, where's your pack at? I don't have a pack, she said. Don't have a pack? That's hard to believe. George, shut up. Alphida whispered. And said, Anyway, right, I'm Alphada. That's Enya. You already met George. And this is Forrest, our pup. What are the odds, I thought. She actually named me my true name that was given. Then again, Forrest was a popular name at the time. What's your name? Gwen. She said, Oh, Gwen, that's a pretty name. What are you doing out here in the first place? I don't know anything about you, so give me one good reason why I should tell you anything about me. Well, I'm just wondering. After all, if you don't have a pack, it's better to be here than a pack where nobody wants you. Hmm. Gwen groaned. Well, you we can stay with us for a little bit. I guess I will. Just because you need me. Don't feel like you have to say yes. After all, like I said, it's better to be alone than in a pack where nobody wants you. And that's what we're offering, because we want you here. And you looked at her like, I don't. But after all, you started the pack, so I guess I'm actually Leah. Quinn's like, Alright then, whatever, I'll join. So Gwen joined. After a little bit, Albert said, Hmm, it's been a while since we fed the pup. Let's all go hunting. While we go hunting, George can save the pup. Oh, what? George said, I have an idea. How about George go hunting? And you guys watch the pup, huh? Huh? He said, Bye, George, Albert said, Don't you worry, you don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. But don't I have a say in this? And they walked away. I was looking at George. Don't look at me like that, he said. As the girls went hunting, they came across a rushing river, up froze. Oh, maybe we should go a different way. This seems like the only way across the river, but we must find a way to cross. Why don't we just swim across? Grinch said. Well, of is going quite fast. Oh, is someone too prissy to get her own paws wet? How about I just throw you in, and while you're at it, you can catch just some nice, juicy fish. No, 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 it's not that. What do you, What is it, Alberta? You look nervous. It's just, uh, I, uh, I can't swim. Well, this is just wonderful, isn't it? Well, what should we do? Um, how will we take the bridge? It looks sturdy enough. Ah, uh, fine. And yes, it. Let's take the bridge. As I said, it looks sturdy enough. I still understand we're going to swim, Gwen muttered. And she climbed over. Well, well, well. What do we have here? said a wolf. Who are you? Asked Abdullah. My name is Sharp Fang, and this is my sister, Silvercoat. Hi! What are you doing here? We just want to cross this. Oh, well, to cross this, you need to pay a price. But we don't have anything you want. <laughs> oh, Well, I'm sure we can make something work out. Down, boy! Says Overcoat. Sure about him. He thinks he's some sort of cat's nova or whatever. Just saying. There's always a way. Yes, there's always a way. And your ways are always creepy. So shut up. Fine. Just saying. I am too. And I'm just telling you to shut up. And stop being a creeper. Whatever, sister, whatever you say, he said in that Katsunova voice. Anyway, we're looking for a sister. If you can help us find her, then we will gladly let you pass, said Katsunova, known as Sharp Fang. Wait a minute, what is your sister's name? Well, her name is her name is actually Skyler, but in the pack she recently joined, they gave her a new le- name, Shiley. Are you kidding? We know exactly where Shiley is at. She's with Crow. She lives in the Waterlands. How in the heck did they get the name Waterlands? Remember the fact that that's where we all go to drink water. They own the water, we own the game. We have a little trading thing. They let us go and have water, we give them food. And let them hunt on our land. They take only what they need. That's the law. Well, duh, it's the same law everywhere. Anyway... Can you point us in the right direction? We really want to see our sister again. Sure, we're actually on the land right now. Want to talk to Crow, the leader? Walk five miles down that way, then hang a left, and you'll be right at his den. Okay then. Then we saw something kind of odd. We ran across a cat, wearing a top hat. A dog that looked quite stupid a big raven and a and a bunny rabbit named Monty <coughs> Ah cute I thought. Well hello everybody My name is Hat I am a, I am part of the cat caravan. In fact, I'm the leader of the caravan here. Now, I'm here and I see all your wolves here. And I trade bottle caps for priceless run-the-mill items that I doubt none of you even have. What kind of items? And you asked. Well, we have corkscrews. We have weapons. We have these weird bottles. And we have this... Weird, a video game called Star Fox Adventures, that we found in a rich house, and not only that, we have this something about a fat man named Mario, his slightly slimmer brother named Luigi, and tons of other things that I, dagum, tell you ain't got nothing like this. Especially being wolves and all, we even got these things called glass eyes, for those who only have one eye. Look similar to a marble. Now, we have them in blue, and green, and yellow, and red, and every daggum color of the daggum rainbow. Now, I know you wolves can't see all the colors I can, but you can take my word for it. That I can give you whatever color you want. We've got indigo, violet, and we even have it in neon, but that's 15 bottle caps for the neon one. And only one bottle can for all the others, cause everyone is drawn to neon. I promise you, girls, right here, and some of you fellas, you get the neon eye, you're gonna be the strike. You can get she wolves to the left and the right, unless of course you're a girl, in which case the male wolves can be going after you from the left or the right. There ain't no one that can resist neon. Even if you're color neon draws you. Um, all of us have our eyes. Thank you said Alpada. And what is the point of glass eyes? Won't they only get dirty or get in your way? And you said, Yeah, if you're a real person that's really strong, you don't need no neon eye to show that you're tough. You just need to bite out the other person's throat before they get a hold of you. Well, Missy, that may be true, but I'm telling you, you can't beat the neon eyes. Whatever. We just, can we just cut the chase? Why are you here? Well, we we're trying to find a place for us to stay for a little bit, and we thought at hey, wolves a protective of their own, especially the females. We've been watching for a few days now. As far as we can tell, there's only two males in your pack, George, and the pup. Unless of course you count this new fella, Sharp Fang, that just joined you here. But then again. He has a sister, so that kind of counterbalances it. Yeah, whatever you say. Stupid cat. Then Supercoat said, I think it's time we have a little cat snack. And she's about to give Hat a bite. That's when Monty jumped out. I wouldn't do that if I were you, Monty said. Oh, what are you going to do? Now there, Monty, hold on now. Don't you be this, She-Wolf. Just give her an example. See that cobra right over there? It escaped from the zoo. Monty, show them what you do. And we were shocked. Monty literally ripped open the cobra in five seconds. And by the time we found it, the cobra was eaten alive. Fear the wild rabbit, Monty said. Raven said, Sir, what is it, Raven? I see the crown lords. Jim Jones, the wolf. Oh, no. Yes, Threader, Captain, and Scars approaching. Well, y'all, you might want to hide now. Dog, get me and my fellows back in this caravan, and then you take us and hide us. And then you better find a place to hide, too. After that, we all hid. However, in the meantime, we heard them talking. Threda said, Okay, Dozy, listen here. We're going to go find this stupid wolf pup that's been missing. The captain's wonderful. He knows what he's doing. I'm sick of you kissing up to the captain and all that. Maybe for once you should put your weight. You need to, since you gained a lot. And that is, if you're not too busy making out with the captain. Enough! The captain said, and bit her on the lip. <laughs> wow, I never thought anyone would actually stick up for you, Thereta. Dazzy, you're so immature. Girls, listen, said Nova. We're all tired, and it's just... Stop bickering and get some sleep. But it's not even midday yet. While you two take a nap, we'll look at the pup. (sighs) It dang burns, said Dossie. So what are we going to do now? Well, we're going to find the pup. Tell the others, they'll kill all the others, catch the pup, and I'll take all the credit. It's better this way. It still stank and burns. will wash it off in the cold stream. We're in Crow's territory. He has all the water. Just go to the sacred springs of Azole. Azole? Yes, Azol. Oh, Azol. Yes, the healing spring. One of the many. It's the closest one to here. But by the time they discussed that, they saw me. One of them ran and grabbed a hold of me, and by that time, everyone, Albeda, George, Sharpang, Silvercoat, and everyone else chased after me and cornered them. And yet said, listen here dear, you might want to give us the pup back, because you really don't want to keep him. That's when Quinn said, Yeah, you guys are stupid. Let's run to keep him and see what happens. Well, this isn't over. There will be a day where we will get the pup, and you won't always be around. They keep him. And with that, they walked away. What's that? George said. Oh. My. Lupus. What's wrong? Look. We looked and we found out we were in the place that wolves call hell on earth Smoky Farm. Now old Smokey was the sheepdog that worked there, but his owner was not a nice person. We called him we called him mister McDonagall. Donegal was an elderly man with a round, happy face with sparkling blue eyes and a mouth made for smiling. That didn't mean he couldn't be downright vicious towards w- towards us wolves when they had a the chance. He saw us. You daggum like legged mangy mutts! He yelled. And with that, he grabbed his double shotgun and pulled the trigger. First one he missed. As we were running... He shot again, and that's when he shot. Oh no, we thought, as we heard a yelp. It was the cat's nova, sharp bang. No, Silvercoat said.
1: Brother, speak to me. You know, I always said that I want to go off the bang. (laughs) Well, sister, it's been nice knowing you. Tell Shiley that I wish I could have been there just to see your face just one last time.
0: And with that, he closed his eyes. And he died. No, <laughs> no, she cried. Come on, I said, we can't stay here any longer. He'll soon find us, but I can't leave my brother. Put him up on my back, George said. We'll take him with us to show Charlie. Ah, now listen here, I know it might not be the best time for me to help sell things, but I do have a wolf-sized coffin in the caravan. And tell you what, I won't even charge you the bottle caps for it. You can have it for dang free, and you can't buy this kind of workmanship. She sighed. And said, okay. And she took the coffin. That's part one, everyone. Thank you for listening to this. If you liked it, tune in for part two. And be on the lookout for the next Wolf Brothers podcast video and Light Madness video. Thank you, everyone, for watching this video. And good night. And remember, look in the shadows. Because this world, it's a strange one. Okay, one last video for the night. Um, and welcome to Meal Madness. Um, I'm your host, Blake, and I'm going to be doing a story that I've been waiting so long to do. I'm not joking. I am in... I'm a month away from being in college myself. And I wrote this, like, my first year in high in middle school. If not before then, I was actually probably in elementary when I wrote this story. Like, seventh, like, fifth grade? Fourth grade? Somewhere around that. So yeah, it's been a long time since I wrote the story, and I was digging around my counter the other night, just cleaning it out, and I actually found the pages to the story, and i want to read them for you tonight, so back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, my name's Forrest, and I'm going to tell you a story about what happened to me in my early life. So, it started... Kind of similar to this. It all began on a dark and stormy night, when mad wolves attacked our camp. It was led by a murderous villain by the name of Scar. He had two scars down his face, made by wolf paws, not to mention on his lip. He was, there's a scar where he was bit as well. So honestly, we should have called him Scars, but then again, if you were to say, hey, Scars is coming, then, hey, Scars are coming. So we decided just to name him Scar and stick with that. I was three months old at the time. I was still a nursing pup. Unfortunately for me, I was caught by Scars' brother, Soundwave. He couldn't see, he was blind in battle, and he killed like 49 humans. He attacked a farmer, who went by the name of Jared, and Emily ripping out his neck. But however, he did lose both of his eyes. But he had some sort of weird power. You heard of bats, right? They could echolocate? Well, for some reason it seemed like he had the same ability. He could tell when Tim was coming, and honestly, I never really heard him speak. Then again, I wasn't around him to find out if he could speak or not, but a lot of us thought he was mute. So, what ended up happening is he grabbed a hold of me and ran. The, my mother was named the queen, she tried to stop him. Soundwave dropped me for one second, grabbed her by the scruff of her neck, and bashed her against the tree. As she ran, she groaned.
1: "I'm my baby,
0: she said. As best as she could, after getting slammed into a tree. That's what my father, who is known as the king, said. Kill them if you have to. Just get my son back. The guard said, yes sir, as they ran after me. I was slowing Soundwave down, and the guards were catching up. That's when Soundwave decided to ditch me in a bush. That's when they all were chasing after him as he laughed, and eventually lost them in the darkness. And I was forced to spend the night in a bush, cold and very afraid. The next day, a she wolf and male wolf were walking through the forest. They were young. The she-wolf looked about 20 years old, and the male wolf looked about 28. As he was walking behind her, on the account that he was not as energetic as she was, he said, oh, Feels like we've been walking forever. I can't we, Can't we to take a break for a minute. He wheezed. The She-Wolf, known as Alpida, said, George, you heard this call back there. Something big must have happened. If we're not careful, we'll be locked up in here with who knows what. For now, the best place for us is beyond the King's territory. I don't understand why being stuck in here is such a bad idea. The King's a nice fellow. We just tell him we're, on a, we're moving by, we're on passing through, and we'll be on our way. George, she groaned, irritably. Fine, let's just go. She took two more steps and then instantly stopped. Hey, George said. What the heck? I thought you wanted to keep going. Shh, she said as she covered his mouth with her tail. I heard something. What is it? I don't know. But it sounds like it's coming from in here. Be careful, El," he said. She stuck her head in the bush where I was at. "That's when she said. "Oh, well, hello. Where did you come from?" she said, on upon discovering me. "Alberta, oh, uh, what's wrong? What is it?" "Oh, relax, George. It's just a pup. Uh, let's just let's just leave it. I think you hear the guards coming, George." She said We're not just going to leave it She said Imitating his voice We gotta f- try to find its family Yeah Wolf is to have any Oh well then 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 we'll just have to take care of it What? No Oh come on George She said Fluttering her eyelashes. Look at him. He's so scared and lonely. We can't just leave him. She said Alpha it's out of the please she said. Oh my gosh, George thought to himself. Why did she have to go and pull her? Please I'm so helpless in this situation kind of voice. She knows that will give me to give in to anything. Even biting off my own tail if she asked for it. Luckily she didn't ask for it yet. But she did say she she loved my tail. Of course, I kept it nice and groomed. Which is probably not the best thing to do as we're on the road all the time. But, whatever. I looked at the pup and I saw its big blue eyes. So, I decided... I guess I have no choice I taking care of it. So, I'm like, alright. Fine, I said. But you have to carry the pup. That's fine by me, she said. And with that, she bent down and picked me up by the screw of my neck. Let's move on for one more hour and then we'll make camp. So, true to his word, we walked for another hour, and then we made camp. Alberta said, it's okay little guy, George gets a little cranky sometimes, she should be extra nice to him today. She grinned and smiled in a like fashion. Now, George had a weird ability as well, He was a weird pack of wolves. But he knew how to start a fire with flint and steel. As he struck him, as he caught a blaze going, Alvin said, You are so good at starting fires, George. I could never start one as fast as you. Really? He said smiling. Then he knew what Alfred was up to. Oh, I mean, it's not that hard. She winked at me, knowing that her little, oh, George, you're so perfect was doing exactly what she wanted. I smiled back, and then I yawned. I couldn't help it. I did spend all night in a bush, the previous night after all. That's when she said, Aww, are you getting sleepy? It's okay. You can use me as a pillow if you like. Well, I wasn't about to pass that up. I hope it had a wonderful, furry chest. And she was warm. I mean, I know all you humans probably heard of a heating blanket. Well, that was air-conditioned to how warm her fur was. So, I snuggled as close as I could to her. Man, she radiated heat. And I fell asleep under two seconds flat. At least that's what she told me. George looked at us both, and for a second, I swear, I think I saw him smile before I dozed off. Then she said, well, aren't you going to lay down? She said, looking at George. George said, Yeah, sure, I guess I could do that. And he lay down. When he looked at me and for the sleeping, he opened his eyes just a little bit, smiled again, and said, It's nice to smile after all these hard times. And he fell asleep. Little well, do we know that from the shadows, we're being watched. The next morning, George got up and saw that I was no longer next to Alberta. Is it just a dream? He thought. Then he looked over and saw I was lying by him. Oh, right, he thought. So he got up and picked up his flint and steel and was about to start the fire again. He was going to go hunting and he wanted Alberta to stay warm while he was looking. Then he heard rustling coming from the bushes. What the who, who who's there uh show yourself <sighs> he said as he snarled then all of a sudden a wolf stepped out what the Enya what the heck are you doing here that's when Alfred woke up George what's going on Enya George What's going on here? I don't know, she just appeared out of nowhere. I left my pack, she said. You what? I said I left my pack. I didn't like it there anymore, and I figured when I saw you guys leave, it'd be a good time for me to leave. It's not like you wanted to care if I was there or not. I just didn't like it there anymore. Wait, George. Said. So you just left the pack because you you just decided you didn't like it anymore? She looked at him. Tate's bare, she said, I hate that pack. I hate it and all the slime that comes along with it. Okay, point taken, George said. So I figured that, well, maybe you'd allow me to join your pack. I can make my own way. I can even help you hunt for food. Yeah, well, me and Alvin didn't didn't really leave the pack because we didn't like it. Me and her left the pack because we made well, we're mates, and we wanted to have a a George. Let's not bore and yet with our stories. Have a what? Well, we wanted to have a pup. I would have said we just want to have a pup, but that doesn't matter anymore because we found one. Right, of course, because. Every day you found a pup. It's not like that. It's not like when we were kids that made up the factory had pups. It's well and she showed Enya. What the That's the King's pup Wait, what? George said. Didn't you hear? The King's pup was pupping out not too long ago. Last night, actually. And you are harboring him. Do you know how much trouble you can get in I doubt the king's pup gets this far away from his territory. You don't understand. They'll be looking for him. And they have orders to kill whoever is found with the pup. Well, we'll try to get back to the kingdom then. That is the dumbest idea you have ever had, Enya said. Maybe, but then again, I'd rather be dumb and live happy than smart and be sad. Well then, I guess I can't stop you. We might as well at least try to get the pup back to his family. Well, that was news to Alpida. She thought to herself, I don't want to. He's my pup. He's mine. Mine to me. And he's sure he's trying to come up with a name for me. She wanted to call me Alari. But then again, I was a boy, not a girl. And there's already a girl named Alari. She was a pup of the Feathered Clan. I'm joking. It was actually called the Moonlight Pack. She was the leader's. I mean, the leader's uh, pup. Fang's pup, to be exact. A pup from this part of the forest. From the king's part, this could prove troublesome to get him back. What was that? Uh, Nothing, Inya said. Let's keep going. So, at that particular time frame, we walked for another hour or so before we decided to have lunch. Here, Inya said, dropping a rabbit in front of my face. Eat this. I'll make you big and strong. I looked at her, like, Uh, yeah, I'm a pup that can't eat meat yet. I'm, st- I'm still nursing. Here, little fella, George said, like this. And he started to rip the rat apart, chewing with his mouth open, letting, letting the blood run down his face as he chewed. George, ugh, that's gross. It's not like that. I'll this head. Like this, Anya said, showing me proper etiquette. She was, she looked like a punk wolf, but she didn't have proper etiquette. And she showed me how to bite off a little piece, chew my mouth closed, and then swallow, without letting anything dribble down my face. But then again, I was still a milk pup. I wasn't even old enough to be called a pup, I was known as a bloodling. Which is technically you're called a bloodling until... five months. And I was only three months old. That's when I would have said... I don't think he can eat meat yet. Of course not. What else is wrong with this twisted forest we live in? That's when a she-wolf... One that didn't look... ...pretty and looked kind of homie. he was chasing a rabbit the rabbit got away and she was panting George looked at her she glared at George oh. uh... it went that way she glared at him with a mean kind of way like she wanted to strangle him uh, over there by the I know where he went you idiot I'm tired of chasing that dang rabbit What are you all doing here? Uh, we're just, uh, enjoying lunch, George said. Of course, that's what everyone's trying to do nowadays. Now, I'm hungry, and you're the closest person to me. What's that mean? It means you might want to move, or I might eat you. You're a cannibal? It's a figure of speech, idiot. OK Mean girl said calls me an idiot. Can we leave now? Alberta looked at him, saying Quiet Well, that was unexpected. Alberta was a nice one and she decided to invite the wolf over. Would you like to have share our food? I don't need anything from you. We have rabbits and deer. Well, that was nothing to convince her. So, uh, where's your pack at? I don't have a pack. She said, You don't have a pack? That's hard to believe. George, shut up. Alpida whispered. And said, Alright, I'm Alpida. That's Enya. You already met George. And this is Forrest, our pup. What are the odds, I thought. She actually named me my true name that was given. Then again, Forrest was a popular name at the time. What's your name? Gwen. She said, Ooh, Gwen, that's a pretty name. What are you doing out here in the first place? I don't know anything about you. So give me one good reason why I should tell you anything about me. Well, I'm just wondering... After all, if you're not don't have a pack, it's better to be here than a pack where nobody wants you. <clears throat> Queen groaned. <sighs> well, you we can stay with us for a little bit. I guess I will. Just because you need me. Don't feel like you have to say yes. After all, like I said, it's better to be alone than a pack where nobody wants you. And that's what we're offering, because we want you here. And you looked at her like, I don't. But after all, you started the pack, so I guess I'm actually Leah. Gwyn's like, Alright then, whatever, I'll join. So Gwyn joined. After a little bit, Albert said, Hmm. It's been a while since we fed the pup. Let's all go hunting. "Are we go hunting, George can save the pup. Oh, what? George said, I have an idea. How about George go hunting and you guys watch the pub, huh? Huh? He said. Bye, George. I said, don't you worry. You don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. But don't I have a say in this? And they walked away. I was looking at George. Don't look at me like that. He said. As the girls went hunting, they came across a rushing river, up to froze. Oh, maybe we should go a different way. This seems like the only way across the river, but we must find a way to cross. Why don't we just swim across? Gwyn said. Well, the river is going quite fast. Oh, is someone too prissy to get her own paws wet? How about I just throw you in, and while you're at it, you can catch some nice, juicy fish. No, no, no! It's not that. What? Are you, what is it, Alpera? You look nervous. It's just uh, I, I, uh, I can't swim. Well, this is just wonderful, isn't it? Well, what should we do? Um, how will we take the bridge? Looks sturdy enough. Ah, oh, fine. And yes, it. Let's take the bridge. As I said, it looks sturdy enough. I saw him we're going to swim, Gwen muttered. And she climbed over. Well, well, well. What do we have here? Said a wolf. Who are you? Asked Appla. My name is Sharp Fang, And this is my sister, Silvercoat. Hi. What are you doing here? We just want to cross this. Oh, well, to cross this, you need to pay a price. But we don't have anything you want. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure we can make something work out. Down, boy! says up a coat. Sure about him, he thinks he's some sort of nova or whatever. Just saying, there's always a way. Yes, there's always a way. And your ways are always creepy, so shut up. Fine, just saying. I am too, and I'm just telling you to shut up. And stop being a creeper. Whatever, sister, whatever you say. He said in that Katsunova voice. Anyway, we're looking for a sister. If you can help us find her. Then we'll gladly let you pass," said so Casanova, known as Sharp Fang. Wait a minute. What is your sister's name? Well, her name is—her name is actually Skyler, but in the pack she recently joined, they gave her a new name: Shiley. you kidding? We know exactly where Charlie is at. She's with Crow. She lives in the Waterlands. How in the heck did they get the name Waterlands? Remember the fact that that's where we all go to drink water? They own the water. We own the game. We have a little trading thing. They let us go and have water. We give them food. And let them hunt on our land. They take only what they need. That's the law. Well duh, it's the same law everywhere. Anyway, can you point us in the right direction? We really want to see our sister again. Sure, actually on the land right now. Went talk to Crow, the leader. Walk five miles down that way, then hang a the left, and you'll be right at his den okay then then we saw something kind of odd We ran across a cat wearing a top hat a dog that looked quite stupid a big raven and a and a bunny rabbit named Monty <coughs> ah cute I thought. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Hat. I am a, I am part of the Cat Caravan. In fact, I'm the leader of the caravan here. Now, I'm here, and I see all your wolves here. And I trade bottle cats for priceless run-the-mill items that I doubt none of you even have. What kind of items? Enya asked. Well, we have corkscrews, we have weapons, we have these weird bottles, and we have this weird video game called Star Fox Adventures that we found in a rich house. And not only that, we have this something about a fat man named Mario, his slightly slimmer brother named Luigi. And tons of everything that I daggum tell you ain't got nothing like this. Especially being wolves and all. We even got these things called glass eyes. For those who only have one eye. Look similar to a marble. Now, we have them in blue, and green, and yellow, and red, and every daggum color of the daggum rainbow. Now, I know you wolves can't see all the colors I can, but you can take my word for it. That I can give you whatever color you want. We've got indigo, violet, and we even have it in neon. But that's 15 bottle caps for the neon one, and only one bottle cap for all the others. Because everyone is drawn to neon. I promise you, girls, right here, and some of you fellas, you get the neon eye, you're gonna be the strike. You can get she wolves to the left and the right, unless, of course, you're a girl. In which case the male wolves will be out, going after you from left or the right. There ain't no one that can resist neon, even if you're colorblind. Neon draws you. Um, all of us have our eyes. Thank you," said Alpida. "And what is the point of glass eyes? Won't they only get dirty or get in your way?" Enya you said, "Yeah, if you're a real person." that's really strong. You don't need no neon eye to show that you're tough. You just need to bite out the other person's throat before they get a hold of you. Well, Missy, that may be true, but I'm telling you, you can't beat the neon eyes. Whatever, can we just cut to the chase? Why are you here? Well, we're trying to find a place for us to stay for a little bit. And we thought, at hey, wolves are protective of their own. Especially the females, we've been watching for a few days now. As far as we can tell, there's only two males in your pack. George and the pup. Unless, of course, you count this new fella, Sharpfang, that just joins you here. But then again, he has a sister, so that kind of counterbalances it. Yeah, whatever you say. Stupid cat. Then Supercoat said... I think it's time we have a little cat snack, and she's about to give Hat a bite. That's when Monty jumped out. I wouldn't do that if I were you, Monty said. Oh, and what are you going to do? Now there Monty, hold on now. Don't you burn this, She-Wolf. Just give her an example. See that cobra right over there? It escaped from the zoo. Monty, show them what you do. And we were shocked. Monty literally ripped open the cobra in five seconds. And by the time we found it, the cobra was eaten alive. Fear the wild rabbit, Monty said. Raven said, sir. What is it, Raven? I see the Crown Lords. Jim Jones the wolf. Oh no. Yes, Threader. Captain the sky's approaching Well y'all you might want to hide now dog get me and my fellows Back in this caravan and then you take us and hide us and then you better find a place to hide too After that we all hid However in the meantime we heard them talking Threda said okay Dawsey listen here we're gonna go find this stupid wolf pup that's been missing the captain's a wonderful he knows what he's doing I'm sick of you kissing up to the captain and all that maybe for once you should put your weight you need to since you gained a lot and that is if you're not too busy making out with the captain enough the captain said and bit her on the lip. <laughs> wow, I never thought it would actually had to stick up for you, Threda. Dazzy, you're so immature. Girls, listen, said Nova. We're all tired. Now let's just stop bickering and get some sleep. But it's not even midday yet. While well, you two take a nap, we'll look at the pup. <sighs> it dang burns, said Dazzy. So what are we going to do now? Well, we're going to find the pup. I tell the others, they'll kill all the others, capture the pup, and I'll take all the credit. It's better this way. It still and burns. I'll wash it off in the cold stream. We're in Crow's territory. He has all the water. Let's go to the sacred springs of Azul. Azul? Yes, Azul. Oh, Azul. Yes, the healing spring. One of the many. It's the closest one to here. But by the time they discussed that, they saw me. One of them ran and grabbed a hold of me. And by that time, F1, Alpha, George, Sharpang, Silvercoat, and everyone else chased after me, and cornered them. And yet said, listen here dear, you might want to give us the pup back, because you really don't want to keep him. That's when Gwen Patton said, yeah, you guys are stupid, let's run to keep him and see what happens. Well, this isn't over. There will be a day where we will get the pub, and you won't always be around. They keep him. And with that, they walked away. What's that? George said. Oh. My. Lupus. What's wrong? Look. We looked, and we found out we were in the place that wolves call Hell on Earth. Smoky Farm. Now old Smoky was the sheepdog that worked there, but his owner was not an nice person. We called him we called him mister McDonagall. Donegal was an elderly man with a round, happy face with sparkling blue eyes and a mouth made for smiling. That didn't mean he couldn't be downright vicious towards our, w- towards us wolves when they had a chance. He saw us. You daggum fool like it, mangy mutts! He yelled. And with that, he grabbed his double shotgun and pulled the trigger. First one he missed. As we were running, he shot again. And that's when he shot. Oh no. We thought. As we heard a yelp. It was the cat's nova. Sharp bang. No! Silvercoat said.
1: Brother, speak to me! You know, I always said that I want to go off the bang. Well, sister, it's been nice knowing you. Tell Shyly that I wish I could have been there just to see your face. Just one last
0: time. And with that, he closed his eyes and he died. No, <gasps> no, she cried. Come on, I was setting. We can't stay here any longer. He'll soon find us. But I can't leave my brother. Put him up on my back, George said. We'll take him with us. To show Shirley. Ah, now listen here. I know it might not be the best time for me to help sell things. But I do have a wolf-sized coffin in the caravan. And tell you what, I won't even charge you the bottle caps for it. You can have it for dang free, and you can't buy this kind of workmanship. She sighed. And said, okay. And she took the coffin. That's part one, everyone. Thank you for listening to this. If you liked it, tune in for part two. And be on the lookout for the next Wolf Brothers podcast video and Light Madness video. Thank you everyone for watching this video and good night. And remember, look in the shadows cause this world, it's a strange one. Okay well, last video for the night. Um, and welcome to Light Madness. Um, I'm your host Blake, and I'm going to be doing a story that I've been waiting so long to do. I'm not joking. I am in—I'm a month away from being in college myself, and I wrote this like my first year in high in middle school, if not before then. I was actually probably in elementary when I wrote this story, like seventh, like fifth grade, fourth grade, somewhere around that. So yeah, it's been a long time since I wrote this story, and. I was digging around my counter the other night, just cleaning it out, and I actually found the pages to the story, and I'm to read it for you tonight, so, so back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, my name's Forrest, and you're gonna, I'm going to tell you a story about what happened to me in my early life. So, it started kind of similar to this. It all began on a dark and stormy night when mad wolves attacked our camp. It was led by a murderous villain by the name of Scar. He had two scars down his face made by wolf paws, not to mention on his lip, there was there's a scar where he was bit as well. So, honestly, we should have called him Scars. But then again, if you were to say, hey, Scars is coming, then, hey, Scars are coming. So we decided just to name him Scar and stick with that. I was three months old at the time. I was still a nursing pup. Unfortunately for me, I was caught by Scars' brother, Soundwave. He couldn't see. He was blind in battle and he killed, like, 49 humans. He attacked a farmer with went by the name of Jared, inevitably ripping out his neck. But, however, he did lose both of his eyes. But he had some sort of weird power. You heard of bats, right? They could echolocate? Well, for some reason, it seemed like he had the same ability. He could tell when something was coming, and Honestly, I never really heard him speak. Then again, I wasn't around him to find out if he could speak or not. Mm. But a lot of us thought he was mute. So what ended up happening is he grabbed a hold of me and ran. The qu- my mother was near the Queen. She tried to mm. stop him. Soundwave dropped me for one second grabbed her by the scruff of her neck, and bashed her against the tree. As she ran, she groaned.
1: You my baby,
0: she said. As best as she could, after getting slammed into a tree. That's what my father, who is known as the king, said. Kill them if you have to. Just get my son back. The guard said, Yes, sir, as they ran after me. I was slow and somewhere down and the guards were catching up. That's when Soundwave decided to ditch me in a bush. That's when they all were chasing after him as he laughed and eventually lost them in the darkness. And I was forced to spend the night in a bush. Cold and very afraid. The next day a she-wolf and male-wolf were walking through the forest. They were young. The she-wolf looked about 20 years old and the male wolf looked about 28. As he was walking behind her on the account that he was not as energetic as she was he said oh, feels like we've been walking forever. I can't we, can't wait to take a break for a minute. He wheezed. The she-wolf Known as Alpeda, said, George, you heard the call back there. Something big must have happened. If we're not careful, we'll be locked up in here with who knows what. For now, the best place for us is beyond the king's territory. I don't understand why being stuck in here is such a bad idea. The king's a nice fellow. We just tell him we're, on a, we're moving by, on a passing through, and we'll be on our way. George. She groaned, irritably. Fine, let's just go. She took two more steps and then instantly stopped. Hey! George said. What the heck? I thought you wanted to keep going. Shh! She said as she covered his mouth with her tail. I heard something. What is it? I don't know. But it sounds like it's coming from in here. Be careful, Al he said. She stuck her head in the bush where I was at. That's when she said Oh well hello Where did you come from? She said, on upon discovering me. Oh but uh, what's wrong? What is it? Oh relax, George. It's just a pub. Uh let's just let's just leave it. I think you have the guards coming. George she said, we're not just going to leave it, she said, imitating his voice. We gotta f- try to find its family. Yeah, we'll visit to have any." Oh, well, then... Then... Then we'll just have to take care of it. What? No. Oh, come on, George, she said, fluttering her eyelashes. Look at him He's so scared and lonely We can't just leave him She said Alphita, it's out of the Please She said Oh my gosh George thought to himself Why did she have to go and pull her Please, I'm so Helpless in this situation Kind of voice She knows that will give me give in to anything even biting off my own tail if she asked for it. Luckily she didn't ask for it yet, but she she did say she loved my tail. Of course, I kept it nice and groomed, which is probably not the best thing to do as we're on the road all the time. But, whatever. I looked at the pup and I saw its big blue eyes. So, I decided, I guess I have no choice by taking care of it. So, I'm like, alright, fine, I said, but you have to carry the pup. That's fine by me, she said, and with that, she bent down and picked me up by the screw of my neck. Let's move on for one more hour and then we'll make camp. So, true to his word, We walked for another hour and then we made camp. Alberta said, It's okay, little guy. George gets a little cranky sometimes. We should be extra nice to him today. She grinned and smiled in a mother like fashion. Now, George had a weird ability as well. He was a weird pack of wolves, but he knew how to start a fire with flint and steel. As he struck him... As he caught a blaze going. Alba said, You are so good at starting fires, George. I could never start one as fast as you. Really? He said, smiling. Then he knew what Alfred was up to. Oh, I mean... It's not that hard. She winked at me, knowing that her little... Oh, George, you're so perfect. Was doing exactly what she wanted. I smiled back... And then I yawned. I couldn't help it. I did spend all night in a bush the previous night, after all. That's when she said, Aww, are you getting sleepy? It's okay. You can use me as a pillow if you like. Well, I wasn't about to pass that up. Oh, it had a wonderful furry chest. And she was warm. I mean, I know all you humans probably heard of a heating blanket. Well, that was air-conditioned to how warm her fur was. So, I snuggled as close as I could to her. Man, she radiated heat. And, I fell asleep under two seconds flight. At least that's what she told me. George looked at us both, and for a second, I swear, I think I saw him smile before I dozed off. Then she said, ''Well, aren't you gonna lay down?'' She said, looking at George, George said, Yeah, sure, I guess I could do that. And he lay down. When he looked at me and Alfred sleeping, he opened his eyes just a little bit, smiled again, and said, It's nice to smile after all these th- hard times. And he fell asleep. Little do we know that from the shadows we're being watched. The next morning, George got up and saw that I was no longer next to Alberta. Is it just a dream? He thought. Then he looked over and saw I was led by him. Oh, right. He thought. So he got up and picked up his flint and steel and was about to start the fire again. He was going to go hunting and he wanted Alpura to stay warm while he was looking. Then he heard rustling come from the bushes. What the who who who's there Uh, show yourself (sighs) he said as he snarled then all of a sudden a wolf stepped out what the Enya what the heck are you doing here that's when Alfredo woke up George what's going Enya George what's going on here I don't know. She just appeared out of nowhere. I left my pack, she said. You what? I said I left my pack. I didn't like it there anymore, and I figured when I saw you guys leave, it would be a good time for me to leave. It's not like you would to care if I was there or not. I just didn't like it there anymore. Wait, George so you just left the pack because you, fi- you just decided you didn't like it anymore? She looked at him. teeth bare, she said, I hate that pack. I hate it and all the slime that comes along with it. Okay, point taken, George said. So I figured that, well, maybe you'd allow me to join your pack. I can make my own way. I can even help you hunt for food. Yeah, well, me and Alpin didn't really leave the pack because we didn't like it. Me and her left the pack because we made well, we're mates, and we wanted to have a, a George. Let's not bore any yet with our stories. Have a what? Well, we wanted to have a pup, I would have said. We just want to have a pup, but that doesn't matter anymore because we found one. Right, of course, because. Every day, you found a pup. It's not like that. It's not like we were kids that had made up the fact we had pups. It's, well... And she showed Enya. What the? That's the king's pup! Wait, what? George said. Didn't you hear? The king's pup was pub now, not too long ago. Last night, actually. And you are harboring him. Do you know how much trouble you can get in? I doubt the king's pup gets this far away from his territory. You don't understand. They'll be looking for him. And they have orders to kill whoever is found with the pup. Well, we'll try to get back to the kingdom then. That is the dumbest idea you have ever had, Enya said. Maybe, but then again, I'd rather be dumb and live happy than smart and be sad. Well then, I guess I can't stop you. We might as well at least try to get the pup back to his family. Well, that was news to Alberta. She thought to herself, I don't want to. He's my pup. He's mine. Mine to me. And he sure is trying to come with a name for me. She wouldn't call me a but then again, I was a boy, not a girl, and there's already a girl named a She was a pup of the Feathered Clan. I'm joking, It's actually called the Moonlight Pack. She was the leader's... The leader's, uh, pup. Fang's pup, to be exact. A pup from this part of the forest the king's part. This could prove troublesome to get him back. What was that? Uh, nothing, Inya said. Let's keep going. So, at that particular time frame, we walked for another hour or so before we decided to have lunch. Here, Anya said, dropping a rabbit in front of my face. Eat this. I'll make you big and strong. I looked at her, like, uh, yeah, I'm a pup that can't eat meat yet. I'm I'm still nursing. Here, little fella, George said, like this. And he started to rip the rat apart, chewing with his mouth open, letting letting the blood run down his face as he chewed. George, that's gross. Not like that, Alpha said. Like this, Anya said, showing me proper etiquette. She was, she looked like a punk wolf, but she didn't have proper etiquette. And she showed me how to bite off a little piece, chew my mouth closed, and then swallow, without letting anything dribble down my face. But then again, I was still a milk pup. I wasn't even old enough to be called a pup, I was known as a bloodling. Which is technically you call a bloodling until five months. Now was only three months old. That's when Elphaba said, "I don't think he can eat meat yet." Of course not. What else is wrong with this twisted forest we live in? That's when a she-wolf, one that didn't look pretty and looked kind of homey, was chasing a rabbit. The rabbit got away and she was panting. George looked at her. She glared at George. Uh. It went that way. She glared at him with a mean kind of way. Like she wanted to strangle him. Uh, Over there. By the... I know where it went, you idiot. I'm tired of chasing that dang rabbit. What are you all doing here? Uh. We're just, uh. Enjoying lunch George said of course. That's what everyone's trying to do nowadays Now I'm hungry and you're the closest person to me What's that mean? It means you might want to move or I might eat you You're a cannibal. It's a figure of speech idiot Okay Mean girl said it calls me idiot. Can we leave now? Abara looked at him, saying Quiet. Well, that was unexpected. Alberta was a nice swarm and she decided to invite the wolf over. Would you like to have share our food? I don't need anything from you. We have rabbits and deer. Well that was enough to convince her. So, uh, where's your pack at? I don't have a pack, she said don't have a pack. That's hard to believe. George, shut up. Alphida whispered. And said, All right, I'm Alphida. That's Enya. You already met George. And this is Forrest, our pup. What are the odds, I thought. She actually named me my true name that was given. Then again, Forest was a powerful name at the time. What's your name? Gwen. She said, Oh, Gwen, that's a pretty name. What are you doing out here in the first place? I don't know anything about you, so give me one good reason why I should tell you anything about me. Well, I'm just wondering. After all, if you and I don't have a pack, it's better to be here than a pack where nobody wants you." <laughs> Gwen groaned. Well, you we can stay with us for a little bit. I guess I will. Just because you need me. Don't feel like I had to say yes. After all, like I said, it's better to be alone in a pack where nobody wants you. And that's what we're offering, because we want you here. And you looked at her like, I don't. But after all, you started the pack, so I guess I'm actually Leah. Quinn's like, Alright then, whatever, I'll join. So Gwyn joined. After a little bit, Alba said, Hmm, it's been a while since we fed the pup. Let's all go hunting. While we go hunting, George can save the pup. Oh, what? George said, I have an idea. How about George go hunting? And you guys watch the pup, huh? Huh? He said. Bye, George, Alba said, Don't you worry, you don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. But don't I have a say in this?" And they walked away. I was looking at George. Don't look at me like that, he said. As the girls went hunting, they came across a rushing river, up to a froze. Oh, maybe we should go a different way. This seems like the only way across the river, but we must find a way to cross. Why don't we just swim across? Gwyn said. Well, Lord of it is going quite fast. Oh, is someone too prissy to get her own paws wet? How about I just throw you in, and while you're at it, you can catch just some nice, juicy fish. No, 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 it's not that. What, are you, what is it, You Look, nervous. It's just, uh I, uh, I can't swim. Well, this is just wonderful, isn't it? Well, what should we do? Um, how will we take the bridge? It looks sturdy enough. Ah, uh, fine. And yes, it. Let's take the bridge. As I said, it looks sturdy enough. I still don't to swim, Gwen muttered. And she climbed over. Well, well, well. What do we have here? said a wolf. Who are you? Asked Appla. My name is Sharpfang, and this is my sister, Silvercoat. Hi! What are you doing here? We just want to cross this. Oh, well, to cross this, you need to pay a price. But we don't have anything you want. (laughs) Oh, Well, I'm sure we can make something work out. Down, boy! says overcoat. Sure about him. He thinks he's some sort of cat's nova or whatever. Just saying. There's always a way. Yes! There's always a way. And your ways are always creepy. So, shut up. Fine. Just saying. I am too. And I'm just telling you to shut up. And stop being a creeper. Whatever, sister, whatever you say, he said in that Katsunova voice. Anyway, we're looking for a sister. If you can help us find her, then we will gladly let you pass, said Katsunova, known as Sharp Fang. Wait a minute, what is your sister's name? Well, her name is... her name is actually Skyler, but in the pack she recently joined, they gave her a new name, Shiley. Are you kidding? We know exactly where Shiley is at. She's a crow. She lives in the Waterlands. How in the heck did they get the name Waterlands? Maybe the fact that that's where we all go to drink water. They own the water. We own the game. We have a little trading thing. They let us go and have water. We give them food. And let them hunt on our land. They take only what they need. That's the law. Well duh, it's the same law everywhere. Anyway. Can you point us in the right direction? We really want to see our sister again. Sure, we're actually on the land right now. Wanna to talk to Crow, the leader? Walk five miles down that way, then hang a left, and you'll be right at his den. Okay then. Then we saw something kind of odd. We ran across a cat wearing a top hat. A dog that looked quite stupid, a big raven, and a and a bunny rabbit named Monty. <coughs> ah, cute, I thought. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Hat. I am a I am part of the Cat Caravan. fact I'm the leader of the caravan here. Now I'm here and I see all your wolves here and I trade bottle caps for priceless run the mill items that I doubt none of you even have. What kind of items? And you asked. Well we have corkscrews, we have weapons, we have these weird bottles and we have this Weird video game called Star Fox Adventures That we found in a rich house And not only that we have this something about a fat man named Mario His slightly slimmer brother named Luigi And tons of things that I daggum tell you Ain't got nothing like this Especially being wolves and all We even got these things called glass eyes For those who only have one eye Look similar to a marble. Now, we have them in blue, and green, and yellow, and red, and every daggum color of the daggum rainbow. Now, I know you wolves can't see all the colors I can, but you can take my word for it. that I can give you whatever color you want. We've got indigo, violet, and we even have it in neon, but that's 15 bottle caps for the neon one. And only one bottle cap for all the others. Cause everyone is drawn to neon. I promise you, girls, right here, and some of you fellas, you get the neon eye, you're gonna be the strike. You can get she wolves to the left and the right. Unless, of course, you're a girl, in which case the male wolf's gonna be going after you from the left or the right. There ain't no one that can resist neon. Even if you're colorblind, neon draws you. Um, all of us have our eyes. Thank you, said Alpida. And what is the point of glass eyes? Won't they only get dirty or get in your way? Inga said, Yeah, if you're a real person that's really strong, you don't need no neon eye to show that you're tough. You just need to bite out the other person's throat before they get a hold of you. Well, Missy, that may be true, but I'm telling you, you can't beat the neon eyes. Whatever, we just, can we just cut to the chase? Why are you here? Well, we're trying to find a place. For us to stay for a little bit. And we thought, hey, wolves are protective of their own. Especially the females, we've been watching for a few days now. As far as we can tell, there's only two males in your pack. George and the pup. Unless, of course, you count this new fella, Sharp Bane that just joins you here. But then again, he has a sister, so that kind of counterbalances kind of it. Yeah, whatever you say. Stupid cat. Then Supercoat said, I think it's time we have a little cat snack. And she's about to give Hat a bite. That's when Monty jumped out. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Monty said. Oh, and what are you going to do? Now then, Monty, hold on now. Don't you hurt this, she wolf. Just give her an example. See that cobra right over there? It escaped from the zoo. Monty, show them what you do. And we were shocked. Monty literally ripped open the cobra in five seconds. And by the time we found it, the cobra was eaten alive. Fear the wild rabbit, Monty said. Raven said Sir What is it, Raven? Uh, I see the crown lords Jim Jones the wolf Oh no Yes Threader Captain the Scars approaching Well y'all you might want to hide now Dog give me and my fellows back in this caravan and then you take us and hide us. And then you better find a place to hide, too. After that, we all hid. However, in the meantime, we heard them talking. Threda said, Okay, Dazi, listen here. We're going to go find this stupid wolf pup that's been missing. The captain's a wonderful, he knows what he's doing. I'm sick of you kissing up to the captain and all that. Maybe for once you should pull your weight. You need to, since you gained a lot. And that is, if you're not too busy making out with the captain. ENOUGH! The captain said, and bit her on the lip.
2: <laughs>
0: wow, I never thought anyone would actually stick up for you, Threda. Dazzy, you're so immature. Girls, listen. Said Nova. We're all tired. Now let's just stop bickering and get some sleep. But it's not even midday yet. While well, you two take a nap. We'll look at the pop. It dang burns. Said Dazzy. So what are we going to do now? Well, we're going to find the pup. Tell the others, they'll kill all the others, catch the pup, and I'll take all the credit. It's better this way. It still stinking burns. I'll wash it off in the cold stream. We're in Crow's territory. He has all the water. Just go to the sacred springs of Azul. Azul? Yes, Azul. Oh, Azul. Yes, the healing spring. One of the many. It's the closest one to here. But by the time they discussed that, they saw me. One of them ran and grabbed a hold of me. And by that time, F1, Alphita, George, Sharp Fang, Silver Coat, and everyone else chased after me. And cornered them. And yet said... Listen here, dear. You might want to give us the pup back, because you really don't want to keep him. That's when Gwen piped and said, "Yeah, you guys are stupid. Let's run to keep him and see what happens." Well, this isn't over. There will be a day where we will get the pup, and you won't always be around to keep him. And with that, they walked away. What's that, George said. Oh my lupus, what's wrong? Look. We looked and we found out we were in the place that wolves call Hell on Earth. Smokey Farm. Now old Smokey was the sheepdog that worked there, but his owner was not a nice person. We called him we called him mister McDonagall. Donegal was an elderly man, with a round, happy face, with sparkling blue eyes and a mouth made for smiling. That didn't mean he couldn't be downright vicious towards I w- towards us wolves when they had a chance. He saw us You daggum bore like you mangy mutts he yelled And with that, he grabbed his double shotgun and pulled the trigger. First one he missed. As we were running, he shot again. And that's when he shot. Oh no, we thought, as we heard a yelp. It was the cat's nova, sharp bang.
1: No! Silvercoat said. Brother, speak to me! You know... I always said that I want to go with the bang <laughs> well sister it's been nice knowing you tell Shiley that I wish I could have been there just to see your face just one last
0: And with that, he closed his eyes and he died. No, <laughs> no, she cried. Come on, I said, we can't stay here any longer. He'll soon find us, but I can't leave my brother. Put him up on my back, George said. We'll take him with us to show Charlie. Now listen here. I know might not be the best time for me to help sell things But I do have a wolf-sized coffin in the caravan and tell you what I won't even charge you the bottle caps for it. You can have it for dang free and you can't buy this kind of workmanship She sighed And said okay, when she took the coffin that's part one everyone thank you for listening to this if you liked it tune in for part two and be on the lookout for the next wolf brothers podcast video and light madness video thank you everyone for watching this video and good night and remember look in the shadows cause this world is a strange one